Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is Tony Flo, and this is Morning Joe with Tony Flo. This morning, whenever you're listening to this show, we actually are going to do something a little bit different than usual. I got actually here something that I have been reading for the last, gosh, I don't even know, the last couple weeks, last month or so. A nice, solid book, a good read. If you want to find out what it is, then you just have to keep on listening on. And I, of course, I got my guest co-host here with me, Mr. Shane the Navajo Hammer Thomas, with me live and in person. What's up, Shane? What's up, guys? Good to be back. Yep. All right, so let's get started. This is Morning Joe with Tony Flo. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. All right, all right, let's get going, let's get started on here. So, trying to come up with a clever name here. I don't even know what to call it. Maybe you guys can help me out here. I'm thinking about, I don't want just some book review title. I want something clever. I want an alliteration, Have if that can cross your mind. Maybe a publication probe. I don't know. That sounds kind of silly if you ask me. <laughs> probe, it's just not a, not, a, not a good word. Anywho. Let's get going, and I want to look at Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. So if you read this book, if you're actually familiar at all with David Goggins, this dude is just an absolute animal, just first and foremost. Um, he is an ex-Navy SEAL. Dude did, like, air, uh, he was in the Air Force for a while. He did Special Forces, all, all kinds of these accolades. If, Google him. I, I mean, I can't even tell you how many this dude has. But he is known for running basically just records right Shane, ultra, I mean, ultra I, marathon running he that's what he's known for when i first heard of his story i was i was super impressed i i, I couldn't believe it he was trying to he was trying to do a qualifier run around a one mile track to for for what who was the american sniper kyle chris kyle chris kyle yes sir he was doing the the marathon run for him and to qualify he had to get 100 miles around the track field within 24 hours. And during that process, I believe it was 24 hours, but during that process, he broke, he broke the bones in his feet. He started peeing blood. He was severely dehydrated, but he did complete it. And, and he did qualify for the ultra marathon and he was able to run. But during that time, he was a, he was a big boy. He was, I think maybe 250 or something like that, maybe 300. He was a big boy. He was a bodybuilder during his his service, and he, that's what he was focusing on. He's never run before, and when he did this, when he did the qualifying run, he he severely jacked up his body, but he powered his way through. He was able to tap into a certain part of his brain to make himself push forward and push past the discomfort and the struggle. And I think that's what he's really known for is is pushing past the discomfort and and not being in a comfortable situation always striving to be uncomfortable to be the, to be the person that he wants to be yeah so dude is an animal i mean just flat out just an animal so he has a book right out called can't hurt me and it's been out for actually a couple of years. I believe it was released in 2018. I came across it and was like, yeah, I got to read this because I've heard about this guy. So he has a couple of these simple truths that are, you just can't deny are good truths. You just can't deny that. You just can't deny these solid principles, right, that he states in this book. And this is only the first half of the book. Um, I'm not even going to read all of it. I just got about maybe three or four different statements here that he says that I want to dive into. So we're going to dive into these 
and um, and uh, see what we think about them because there's solid things that we got to learn from these statements right here. All right, so first one, first one says this: nobody likes to hear the hard truth. Individually and as a culture, we avoid what we need to hear most. So I got kind of got thinking about this, right, Shane? So I'm like, how often do we avoid hearing the hard truth? How easy is it? To, we can just, we can kind of just, we don't want to listen to it. We don't want to listen to somebody telling us that we suck at something or that we need to fix something, right? I mean, I know, I know there's countless times when I've avoided even talking to like a coach because I don't want to hear them say, you're wrong. Yeah, and the worst part is you know you jacked up and, and you know you avoid those specific people because you know they're going to say something. You know they, they have correction that they're going to bring into your life and pride, ego, whatever it may be, it gets in, gets in your way and you don't want to deal with those situations. You don't want to be told you're wrong. And that's what I think everyone has to deal with. And it's really something that you have to humble yourself with and, and deal with it, which is un- which is good, but it's unfortunate for a lot of people because that's hard to do. Yeah, and I think... And mainly is just because we rather just be who we are. We rather just stay how we are. We're comfortable with who we are. We're comfortable with with how we've grown up, whatever it is, rather than get uncomfortable or face the uncomfortability of somebody or criticizing us, right? Somebody telling us that we need to fix something or that we're lazy. Yeah, and that, and I think that's just the culture we're in nowadays. Back in the day, you're able to talk pull someone aside and talk to them about that and bring correction into their life. And that's just being a good person and helping the person next to you. Nowadays it's, it's considered judging. Don't mess with my feelings. Yeah. You're judging me. You're judging me. You, you, you can't tell me what I can and can't do, which in reality, that's how, that's how good friendships are made. And that's how it should be. You should be able to speak into people's lives and give guidance and helps and be, and give help and, tell people that they're doing something wrong or that they can do something better rather than encouraging them to be lazy, to be overweight, to be whatever it is, to, to not know more about a specific subject they're trying to learn. You should, you should push each other. And that's what camaraderie is. That's what helps you become a better person. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think too, another way we kind of get away with this too, is like, we like to confide or, or talk to people who are going to, that we know are going to agree with us, right? We like to, to talk to somebody who we think we're pretty sure we believe that they're going to be like, yeah, man, you're completely right for, for being the way you are. You're completely right for being angry at that person. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to talk to somebody who we think is going to disagree with us, who's, who we think is, who might criticize our mentality. And so we don't, you know, have to hear the truth. We don't. We do that so that way we don't have to hear the truth of how we need to change, mm-hmm. and because we don't want to face that uncomfortability, you know, because we're prideful or too selfish or whatever it is that we we don't want to face the fact that we need to change. Yeah, and one thing that does that I do want to throw in as an antidote is that you you kind of don't become yourself anymore. You become the people around you. You guys mm. kind of just share the same thought process. You're not. You're not your own person. You just share what what ideas they have. You don't do your research to develop your own thought process. Just just like this battle between left and right, Democrat, Republican, a lot of Democrats and Republicans, they just follow each other. They're just following each other. Whatever that their person next to them says, that's what they believe. They don't bother to dig in. To dig in, to research what why. What, yeah, what why is the reason behind the things that they're doing. Some of it's dumb. Some of it does make sense, but it's your job to go out and research and become your own person and agree and disagree with certain aspects of 
whatever party you're with, not not just political, but just groups that you hang out with. You, you If you're just agreeing with everyone that's around you, there's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with you mentally just trying to be socially accepted. Yeah. You should be able to draw those lines and boundaries with yourself and and become your own person. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think we do become who we end up hanging out around, especially in high school. I know high school, a lot of people are worried about being socially accepted. Like you said, you know, a lot of people want to be okay with a certain clique, mm-hmm. you know, with a certain group of people, you know, the emos kid that, that emos like to be with them, you know, they, the skaters like to be with skaters that, you know, you know, all that stuff. And so I think that, uh, you got to be careful who you hang around with because you will slowly become them. If, if, and if they can't, if you can't be constructively criticized, if you can't let somebody speak into your life that will tell you, Hey, you're wrong. Then, then, uh, you got to think about, you got to think about who you've actually been talking to, right? You got to think about who you actually are letting speak into your life or influence you. So right there, good point, right? Nobody likes to hear the hard truth and we'd like to avoid it if we can. And I think that that obviously is true. We need to change that. Moving on. Moving on. Next one here. There is no more time to waste. Hours and days evaporate like creeks in the desert. That's why it's okay to be cruel to yourself as long as you realize you're doing it to become better. We all need thicker skin to improve in life. Being soft when you look in the mirror isn't going to inspire the wholesale changes we need to shift our present and open up our future. So I like the first thing he says there, right? We all need thicker skin to improve in life. It's kind of what we touched on, right? Right now, we need thicker skin to improve in life. You got to be able to be criticized or or coached. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ever played sports, if you are going to be successful, you're going to have to have a coach tell you, hey, they, somebody with a different perspective who's looking at how you're doing things, so that way they can criticize, hey, this is how you can be better. Tweak this, do this, do this differently. Go for it. And if you can't take that, you're not going to be very successful. I mean, I know that growing, I grew up playing sports my whole life. And if I wasn't, if I wasn't able to listen to coaches, they just simply wouldn't even play me. You know, I mean, that was one motivation to listen to coaches. (laughs) I'm like the opposite side of that. I started playing sports, but I was the uncoachable type. I didn't want to listen to the other people. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And when I wanted to do it, I I ran a lot of laps because of that. I became a good runner, but, but that's the fence and back. Yeah. Running laps, all practice just for talking back. I mean, I was one of the uncoachable people, but you, I'm just an example that you are able to change your mindset. You have that, that, that ability to learn something if you apply yourself and if you really want to learn it. So it's up to you if you want to either stay uncoachable or if you want to change your mindset and listen to what people have to say. I mean, the the door isn't closed. It's there. You just have to open it and allow people to speak into your life and not be offended every second of it. And you're, you are going to hear things that you don't like period. No one's perfect. Everyone, everyone has issues that need that, that they need to work out. So if you do open that door, expect to hear things you don't like, because when that door is open, people are going to open up to you and tell you things that you do need to improve on and don't get all butthurt about it. See it as an opportunity that you have this opportunity to to better your life and improve the relationships around you. And I think those are the kind of people you want to be around too, right? Somebody who's going to tell you you're wrong when you're wrong. Yes. Somebody who's going to criticize you and tell you, hey... I don't, I don't like the way you're going about this. I don't think it's the best way, you know, because if you're hanging out with people who just agree with you, you could just continually go in the wrong direction the whole time. 
and and think you're in the right the whole time and just develop this sort of pride that will never eventually be able to be told anything because you thought you're right the whole time. Yep. You know, so it just, it can, it can further, further your, uh, your issues. If you don't end up surrounding yourself with the right people and having that thicker skin so you can improve in life, like David Goggins says here. And then, so secondly, I mean, this kind of leads into it, right? So he says, you know, being soft when you look in the mirror isn't going to inspire the whole cell changes. We need to shift our present and open up our future. So plain and simple, it's like make the change to today. Like don't wait for tomorrow to get better. Don't say you have to fix this and fix that to get better. Stop being soft and, and letting yourself slide with all these stupid issues that you're dealing with and, and make that change today. That's how you're going to open up the future for yourself. You make that change and you stop dilly-dallying around and stop making excuses why you are the way you are and get a little bit uncomfortable like we've talked about before in previous episodes. Get a, get a bit uncomfortable because that's what's going to help you grow and develop eventually. Yeah, and the last podcast that we had, just me and Anthony, the one before Tyler, we talked about setting mm-hmm. goals and this really ties into that you – in the present, you can make your goals, even if they're little incremental goals, that de- develops momentum to keep pushing forward to conquer the bigger goals. And, the, and down the road, that's going to change your future. So if you just plan now and have those goals set six months down the road, it's going to pass whether you plan or not. Six, six months down the road, you could be accomplishing the goals that you have set. Or you can just keep doing the same thing you're doing now, which is probably nothing and you need you need to set those goals to push yourself further in life and and facing reality everyone has something there to improve on whether it's talking in public whether it's your job whether it's your family um being a being a parent being a spouse whatever it is you there are areas you can improve on fitness health whatever it is goes on yeah the list goes on it's it's whatever whatever you can think of there are areas in your life that you can improve on so it's just a matter of making those those goals writing them down definitely write them down and keep yourself accountable put it somewhere where you can see it where your family can see it and where you can track it and make those steps to accomplish those goals don't just think it's going to happen you have to take initiative and engage those goals and six months down the road a year down the road you'll you'll see that wow i i did accomplish this and i can keep going and i can do more with my life yeah i think um we too. We mentioned. Uh, actually, I mentioned in this last episode the accountability mirror that David Goggins talks about, and he talks about it in this book "Can't Hurt Me." But that's what he does. He posts these incremental goals, these little goals, in and on his mirror in the bathroom, and he posts them up. You know, lose ten pounds, and he posts them up, and he calls them the accountability mirror because it's you that's going to hold yourself accountable because you see that every day, and then you can hold yourself accountable in the in the regard of well okay, what steps am I making to get to lose 10 pounds? You know, whatever that post-it note says on the mirror. Um, I mean, you can even look at the last episode we did with Tyler, right? And say, well, he talked about how important it is to have a vision because that vision is what's going to put, is going to help you put together the goals that you need to get to that, to, to make that vision come to, come to life. Right. Um, so it's essential. It's essential that you have that thicker skin Develop the goals to get to where you need to get to and make that change today. Don't you don't need to put it off for any reason at all. So moving on next here as we kind of wrap it up, and this is kind of what hits hits pretty good because in this book he's talking about right why why he made the decision to to go to the SEALs. Cause he had been in the Air Force, 
and he w- and he had a real hard time with it. Ended up doing something he didn't like. Got out, was living life, didn't really care for it. And all of a sudden, he hears this this Navy SEALs TV show going on in the living room. And so he runs out there, and it's you know it's this show. It's it's trying to recruit uh, Navy SEALs and everything like that. And it's and it's um, it actually shows a graduation of the Navy SEALs. So it's showing the gravi- graduation of, of these of these men becoming SEALs, and, and the instructor or whoever's uh, performing the graduation, uh, the sergeant, whatever whoever it is, says these words. In a society where mediocrity is too often the standard and too often rewarded, there is intense fascination with men who detest mediocrity. Think about that. There's intense fascination with men who detest mediocrity. Let's talk about that, Shane. Detest mediocrity. What is that? I mean, what do you think that means to you? Detesting mediocrity. To sum it up, I think it means men that don't want to settle, people that don't want to be the average Joe. They want to go above and beyond and exceed expectations. Yeah. Yeah, they they don't want to just be okay. They don't want to just be average and, and just be like another average Joe. Oh, that's a little play on terms. Might have to change the name of my... No, just like... Yeah, they don't want to just be okay. They don't want to just be average, be mediocre, like, you know, half of the population. They want to go out there and be go above and beyond. Okay, moving on. Says, there's an intense fascination with men who detest mediocrity, who refuse to define themselves in conventional terms, and who seek to transcend traditionally recognized human capabilities. So, let me pull this out here and say... Why can't you transcend traditionally recognized human capabilities, right? It's not, you know, he, what I mean by that is, okay, it's a, a typical average human capability to hold your breath underwater for a minute, let's say. I'm just throwing that out there, right? That's, that's, a, that's a, a traditionally recognized human capability. You can hold your breath for a minute underwater. Some people can't. Some people can't. I'm just throwing it out there. But the question then is, well, why can't you go past that? just because they've set a limit for you or is it just because you don't want to are you actually pushing yourself you know why why not why can't you do it and this is something that question simply that simple question those two words why not that's something i started asking myself in high school when it came to doing sports when it came to track specifically because that's kind of where i was starting to excel in, in high school in sports was track and so i started asking myself well why well why can't i beat my personal record why not is it because i i mean is it simply just because I need to fix some technique in the hurdles or is it simply because I need to, uh, because I need to train harder? I mean, why not? You know, and I think that's something that people could probably get a lot further in, in life, I guess in general, is just by asking themselves, well, why can't I? Yeah. And I think that's still a big question that people, if, even if they do ask, it's still a big, big question because they don't know. And I think that what it comes down to is just mental limitations. Going back to holding your breath, I was it was funny bringing that up. I was watching David Blaine. People see him as a magician, but he kind of talks about how he's able to do the tricks that he was able to do. And the reason why people think it's magic is because it's just he's pushing his body beyond human capabilities that people suspect. So what he thinks is magic or what people think and perceive as magic, he is actually just doing what 
normal people can't do. He's going above and beyond. He's detesting. He's assessing mediocrity there you and go. transcending traditionally recognized human capabilities. Yeah, so that's that's a good relation or a good segue to that, that he was he was on a lot of his magic tricks, like a lot of the card sh- card tricks that he does, it's a lot of it's just sly of hand. But the the when he was holding his breath, he held his breath for, I think about five. I I don't remember. It was I a think long. He holds it for like ten minutes, man. Yeah, and he was That's he was showing crazy. he was showing us the breathing techniques, and he actually went out to talk with people, different celebrities. Like yeah. he even did it with Will Smith to, yeah. to help him hold his breath longer. A lot of them were staying around the 30 seconds to one minute range, right around there when they first did it, they did the breathing exercises. And a lot of them were getting up to three, to three to four minutes and oh, four snap. minutes is how long the Navy SEALs hold it. And these are just your average people that go on to day to day living. And they were able to get up to the standards of holding their breath up to where Navy SEALs hold it. And he was able to do that just because not, not because he he's magical or anything like that. He was just able to. Why not? Yeah. He, why not? He was why asking him. He exact. He 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 asked himself that exact question. <laughs> why shouldn't I be able to do that? He saw that Houdini's lifetime record was about three minutes and thirty seconds, right yeah, around yeah, there. Yeah. And he he wanted to exceed that. And when he was just a young kid, he was able to pass that. I think he was like ten or something like that, maybe seven. He was a young kid, and he was Dang. able to hold his breath that long because Yo. he was reading books and and diving into that. And then he asked himself, "Why can't I hold my breath longer than that?" And he's he was able to read into these breathing techniques and pass that that mental boundary or that mental limitations that society has placed on people. That this is only, how far you can go. Yeah, this is your limit. This is what the body can stand for. In reality, yeah. if you just push it, you can you can go a lot further. David Goggins is a good example. David Blaine's is a good example. There's several people. If you just go out there and research that, you there there are terrific examples out there to where you can see if they push themselves in their specific field, they're able to push beyond human belief. I mean, you have ultra marathon runners that go up to. 200 mile runs they they run for 36 hours straight without sleeping they might take a nap for about five minutes but they're able to function and run those 200 mile marathons they even have the death valley marathon that david goggins even participated in and he was able to do the 200 marathon um run also and even uh Cameron Haynes also is another ultra marathon runner and he does he does long runs just like david goggins also yeah and it's interesting too that you mentioned runners because I, that what that sparked in my mind is the first man who ran the four minute mile, actually under four minutes, because they used to think back in the 1950s that it was scientifically impossible mm-hmm. to run under four minutes, and so his name was Roger Bannister, uh, and he ran that on May 6, 1954. He was the first man to run under a four minute mile, and he was simply was just like, well, why not? Yeah, you know, and it's just. They scientifically said it's scientifically impossible to run. Now you have people running under four minutes all the time now. Yep. You know, so and it's all it takes is for you to ask that simple question. Why not? Why can't I? And I going back to what you said about, you know, he was seven, ten years old, three he could hold it for like three and a half minutes. When I was seven, ten years old, I was not thinking about <laughs> I wonder how long I can hold my breath. You know, that's crazy. So there you know, ask yourself, why not? All right, let's get back back to back to what this book is saying here, right? So we just talked about recognized human capabilities. Now he goes on to say this this instructor says this is exactly the type of person buds, which if you're not familiar with seals is below or sorry, <laughs> basic underwater demolition seals. 
is meant to find. Buds is meant to find. The man who finds a way to complete each other in every task to the best of his ability. Do you complete your each and every task to the best of your ability? I mean, sim- sim- simply, do you complete every task to the best of your ability? Because if you do, if you do, I bet you you'll probably get a lot further along in life than you think you can. I think that's something that a lot of people don't think that or think that they do, but they aren't doing. You know, they they tell themselves, they trick themselves into thinking that they've tried the best that they can do, but in reality, it's well. I mean, did you did you do it to the best of your ability? Because that's what separates the good from the best, right? The best from the from good. Yeah, and I think I think this is where a lot of people get confused and they think that they are doing their best, but it's really their ego saying. I I do a good job and I do a good enough job. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. shouldn't expect more out of me because if they want me to do more, if they want me to do better, they should pay me more. And they they get they let their ego get ahead of them and expect that. Like, yes, I do agree. And set their limit too. Yeah, the they ego set their the limit. limit. I, I do agree you should get paid for what you're worth, but at a certain time you gotta prove to that company that you're able to operate on operate on that function for long periods of time because the your employer is not dumb They're, they know that you're just trying to look good for a short period of time then you're gonna <laughs> slack off so they if you choose to operate that at that high standard and you make that your minimum standard then you're you're really just setting the bar for yourself and your employer will take notice of that or whoever whatever situation you're in whether it's lifting running any type of um endeavor that you choose to take on podcasting whatever it is if you just set that minimal of expectation for yourself rather than trying to meet other people's expectations just know that you're there to 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 do it for yourself and to do the best that you can at, of your ability then you i think you'll exceed well in life i think let's let's put some biblical perspective into this shane because scripture tells us that even to do everything as if we're doing it unto the Lord. And he's even talking about, he actually even mentioned slavery in there, right? He mentions that he's talking to slaves and says, even a slave, you know, even if you're a slave, do everything that you're doing as if you're doing it for the Lord. And so I think about that and I'm like, man, there's times when I was at work and I know that I was slacking purposefully, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, if this, if I knew that, God was asking me himself, like in person, like, Hey, I need you to get this done. Like, I'd be like, yeah, you know, but, but I wasn't doing it at that time. Yeah. I think, I think that's how everyone <laughs> is though. I think that, if, but if you imagine if you had that mentality, imagine if you had that mentality that, oh, okay, I'm going to do this as if I'm doing this for God. He like, he personally asked me to do this himself. I think that mentality alone right there is almost what he's saying, right? They have like, the best of your ability. Yeah, Do it to the best of your ability. I, I agree. I 100% agree. I think if you have someone that you respect or God, Jesus, if like if they were to ask you, "Do this for me," your perception on the task Ooh, change. changes. Yes. Yeah. It, it's altered rather than if some average person or some random person came up to you like, hey, can you do this for me? Like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it with you. Yeah, If I get to it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If I have time, I'll come by and help you. But if it's someone that you care about, someone that's important, someone that has that ability to reach into your life, you're more than likely your perception on the task is going to change. You're going to go above and beyond what, what they're expecting, what you would do for anybody else. Yep. Yep. True that. True that. All right. So he caps it off here. Going back to the, to the book. Caps it off here says, the man who will adapt and overcome any and all obstacles, and he's talking about 
the the graduates there, the SEALs graduates. He's saying these men will adapt and overcome any and all obstacles. So the underlying question here is, do you have the ability to adapt? Do you have the ability to adapt so you can overcome those obstacles? And I think that's something that a lot of people fall short on too, Shane, is like when they meet an obstacle and they try to get over it, but they can't get over it. And it and because they keep trying to use their own skills rather than adapting, learning something new, a new technique. Let's learn, you know, breathing exercise. We talked about, you know, holding holding breath earlier. It's like, okay, maybe I have to adapt the way I'm breathing. Let me just change my techniques of how I'm trying to hold oxygen in my lungs. Uh, maybe it's even something along the lines of, you know, we talked about David Goggins who, I mean, obviously wrote this book, but this this dude was adapting so he can overcome any obstacles that he met. I mean, this guy broke the, his feet bones. Yep. The bones in his feet. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to adapt the way I receive pain and just look at it and just push through it. You yep. know what I mean? I, I just... I just listened to a podcast maybe about a week or two ago and the the person on YouTube is Rich Roll and he had a neuroscientist by the name of Andrew Huber Huberman and he had an interview with or he didn't have an interview he was able to kind of dive into David Goggins' mindset and how he's Ooh, able to That's interesting. to take on these new these new challenges that he struggles with. Yeah. And they they what the, the best way to summarize it is that it they were able to see that he's instead of changing his perception of the situation or his feelings about the situation, if he loves it or hates it or his perception, if it's good or bad, whatever it is, the way he attacks it is his behavior. He knows if he huh. doesn't like something like it in this situation, he doesn't like sharks. So yeah. they put him in a VR virtual reality world where he's engaging with sharks. Yeah. And that's he didn't he told them and the scientists proceed proceeded with the experiment and he asked for volunteers and right away David Goggins raised his hand he said I'll volunteer for this for this um for exercise. this virtual yeah for this exercise for this virtual reality simulation um of engaging with sharks he he knew what his behavior was he doesn't want to deal with it but by channeling his his my, not his mindset, but like his, he knew his, his behavior. His, he knew his natural reaction to yeah. sharks. He doesn't want to deal with it. He doesn't want to engage with them. Right. So he tells his body, you're going to do this. I know you're not going to like it, but you're going to do this. Yeah. And he's, he does it. He does it the same way when he's running. There are days when he doesn't want to run. I, I watched a couple of uh, videos with him and he's like, I don't want to do this, but I'm telling my mind, I'm going to do this. This yeah. is what's going to happen, whether you like it or not. Uh, he doesn't say it so cleanly. He, yeah. he, he, he's he, he a guy. Does, I will say this book is is quite a, a potty mouth book for yeah, sure. <laughs> he, he's very blunt with himself. He doesn't joke around with himself. He doesn't joke around with other people. He He's very straightforward and direct, yeah, which yeah. is good. For me, it's good because yeah. I, I need straightforward. You can respect somebody who's like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so he was. it was interesting hearing this podcast and and having them dive into David Goggins and how he overcomes a lot of his boundaries and mental limitations. He understands his behavior. He, he understands his natural reaction and he engages it because he knows like, all right, this is going to put me in an uncomfortable situation and I'm going to deal with it. I'm not going to run from it. I'm going to engage it. Yeah. And that's interesting because with the whole neuroscience behind it, because 
I know growing up, you know, being in football, specifically football, actually, um, coaches always telling me basically kind of almost what you're talking about. Always tell me basically if there's an opportunity for you to, to take it, if there, if there's an opportunity, if I ask you to go do something and you really don't want to do it, you better take advantage of the opportunity to do it, you know? And, and I mean, that's kind of the way I look at it because, or the way I, I, I guess I heard it because it's like, you know, I've had people ask me to do things before and I really don't want to do it, but I see it as an opportunity and I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll take care of it. Sure. I got you, you know, or, or like, I know, I know for like, uh, I know like for football, Coach is telling me to, you know, uh, to, to, to learn a new position or learn, you know, a new position at wideout or, or learn the route on the other side of the formation. And I, you know, to me, I'm like, well, I'm comfortable where I'm at. I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to learn anything. I know that the slot receiver pretty well. You know, I like, I like that, but they're like, they tell me, well, because the thing, because the whole mentality behind that is, well, if you don't want to do that, then you don't want to better yourself. It's like, well, if you don't want to take advantage of opportunity I'm, I'm giving you, then you don't want to better yourself. And if you don't want to better yourself, then I don't want you to be a part of the team. You know, and I mean, that's not really what they didn't say that, you know, yeah. but that's the idea behind it. And that's kind of how I've approached, like even, you know, if my pastor's asked me to hold a, a Bible study, you know, and I've never done a Bible study before. And he's like, hey, you you mind holding a Bible study? And to me, I, I'm uncomfortable. I don't want, I don't, I don't, you know, I was like, I don't really want to hold a Bible study. I don't, I'm not comfortable with, you know, I don't know a whole lot about the Bible, you know, you know, stuff like that, but it's an opportunity to better myself. And so I take advantage of that opportunity and it's because of that mentality behind it. So, well, why don't you want to take advantage of an opportunity that where you can better yourself, where yep. you can learn how to lead, where you can learn what you need to learn, you know, or you, you realize, Oh, I actually probably should read my Bible a lot more, you know, or something. And so it's interesting to hear about the neuroscience behind it because that that's exactly what you're talking about is behavior. It's the behavior behind it. Like you don't want to do that and you know how you're going to act to it. But you, you, by responding, you're defying that behavior, mm-hmm. that natural behavior. And I think that's important for people to do, to grow. Um, so that's interesting you bringing that up. Yeah, so, and I think the natural response for people is to avoid uncomfortable, being uncomfortable and avoid that situation because it, in, in the podcast, it kind of elaborates on it more. If you, if you go and watch it, it explains it better than I'm going to. What is it again? It is... Change Your Brain Neuroscientist, Dr. Andrew Huberman, and the podcast is by Rich Roll. Rich Roll, Change Your Brain. Yes, sir. There it is. And there, it's a long podcast. It's probably about two hours and 12 minutes on YouTube. The, the spot that it starts talking about David Goggins is about an hour into it, and it's just talking about how he was able to manipulate his, his brain and take advantage of how it operates and how it works. And... He was kind of the the what was it the anomaly that they dealt with because they had a series of people come in with him yeah and he was the one that he was the anomaly in there he was able to tap into a part of his brain to even though he's uncomfortable he was able to push past it and grow and yeah. uh, the main part of this is is about neuroplasticity being able to learn new concepts at a at a later age oh. after after twenty five because. They say at probably when you're slows born, down. Right? Yeah, I mean, at, when you're born to stops. 25, your your brain is growing and it's very malleable. You're able to pick stuff up. But after 25, it slows. It doesn't stop. It just it slows. slows. So it takes time. And they're they're t- telling you how 
you can take advantage of the neuroplasticity and to work it to the best ability. And they're using David Goggins as an example that he understands how his brain works and how his mind works, and he's able to tap into into it using his behavior. He knows how he's going to respond. He knows how he's going to react, and he takes advantage of it, and he puts himself in those uncomfortable situations to to push past it because he, adrenaline gets gets pushed out of your body they start your body starts to produce adrenaline in response to that uncomfortability and you're able to channel it and function it or um, channel it to where you're able to overcome that obstacle hmm. rather than using that adrenaline to run away or to evade which most people do fight or flight yes interesting that's interesting so there you have it our buddy the the publication probe should we just go with that for now i don't know i mean it's let's just keep thinking about just it. Let's <laughs> keep, keep thinking about it he says there you have it can't hurt me by david goggins i mean what you heard shane talking about just further credentials for this man the myth the legend david goggins um and why what makes him so different and how you could be like like that right i mean quick wrap up is you know what develop some thicker skin because you're going to have to hear the hard truth and the hard truth is going to help you, right? I mean, hey, even the Bible says the truth's going to set you free. That's Sometimes right. you're going to have to hear the truth because it's going to set, it's going to break away any of these old mentalities, these old behaviors that you've uh, been, been, you know, growing up with or whatever. Guess what? The truth, sometimes it's going to hurt, but it's going to help you. And let's face it, what you're doing right now is not working. That's why you're listening to this. Ooh. Dang, so get that thicker skin. Listen to what people have to say. Engage with them. Question them. Don't don't get bullied. I'm not saying get bullied. Be coachable. Yeah, be coachable. Engage with them, and don't take don't take their word for for what is it? Don't take their word. Don't take their word as law. That's what it is. Research it. Understand it. Don't just settle with what they give you. Go and research more. Um, Detest being normal i i I know i'm paraphrasing right now but detest it don't don't just settle for what go ahead detest mediocrity i think that's what you're looking for yeah there you go (laughs) you don't want to be mediocre you don't want to be the average joe so instead of being the person oh hey whoa morning joe is all right though hey average joe yeah yeah. (laughs) clarification you don't want to be an average joe you want to go above and beyond that you want to push yourself so don't just settle with what the person next to you is telling you, go out, go research it, go understand it better than the person next to you and enlighten them, talk to them about it and engage with them and elevate each other up. And how do you do this? By asking yourself, why not? There you go. Why can't I? Why can't I just transcend traditionally recognized human capabilities? Why not? And when you see the why not, write it down and overcome those why not. You know who has shoes that are called why nots? Russell Westbrook, it's a basketball shoe. I don't. I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of that guy, but it just just a thought, just a thought. I don't know, just a thought. Sounds Why like not? You, sounds like you got to get yourself a new pair of shoes. <laughs> oh, <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> oh, but ask yourself, why not? And you, the the thing is here is why can't this be you? Why can't you be the person who detests mediocrity? Why can't you be the person who transcends traditionally recognized human capabilities? Why can't you be the person who has ability to adapt to overcome obstacles and performs at the best of their abilities. Why can't you? Just because you set limits on yourself, that's not a good reason. You should do that so you can grow, so you can develop and become everything that, that God has created you to be. The purpose, you can fulfill the purpose that there is for your life. You you have to, you have to, have to 
try to attempt everything to the best of your ability and be able to adapt and ask yourself why not why not shane that's all i got man you got anything else nope thanks for tuning in it's good to be back good to be back baby nice to talk with you guys yeah man thanks for helping me out here shane that's all we got for you you know where you can hit us up we's on the gram and I'm still trying to learn it. I'm still trying to learn Instagram. I don't know how to work it really. You old man. I know. I do feel it. I do. I honestly, I feel old when I'm looking at, well, how does this work? How do you, what the heck's the story? Technology is <laughs> stupid. What story in a post? What's the difference? <laughs> all right, y'all. That's all we got. It's Tony Flo. Morning Joe with Tony Flo. I'm out.